0: Evening, one and all. And, of course, a warm welcome to you for today's Friday follow-up podcast. Available on Podbean, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, and apparently Apple Podcasts, too. And, of course, our website, com. Now, what a beautiful day today. It was warm And so spring-like, there are snowdrops sprouting everywhere, the birdies have been tweeting away, and it just gives one a whole new lease of life. But actually, first thing, it was a pea-super, as we call it, fog, thick fog, rather a surprise, actually. And, you know, some of you might not have heard of that term, Pea soup, a pea super, as it's a term that was used for the thick smog in London, that choking pollutant of fog during the industrial era. Just a little random fact for you. But it always puzzled me as to why they called it pea soup, because any pea soup that I've ever seen is bright green And yet that fog, smog, deadly stuff was sort of sulfurous yellow. But, hey, maybe they had different peas back then. Who knows? But anyway, just modern day, vision obscuring fog that cleared to reveal the beautiful sunshine and the feel of spring. So hope your weather has been just as lovely. Now, back to follow-up Friday and your correspondence regarding our question from Monday. The instructions question, the riding instructions question. Now, there was but one, one brave person. Hence the crestfallen Eeyore picture on Facebook. I wasn't actually that surprised that there was anyone who corresponded, as it was quite a big question with a lot of depth to it once one starts thinking about it. It is tricky, as there are many things that might cross your mind regarding this. And whilst being instructed, it's quite surprising what goes into your mind and stays there and what doesn't. So, it also, does it in fact depend on where you're at in your riding development or does it not? Now, if you're a beginner, after a lesson, you probably do just feel oh, blown away by the newness of it all. And perhaps one or two of the main instructions may just stick in your mind. Many may not. They may disappear and leave you until you hear them many more times. Then you might say, ah, yes, you told me that, but I forgot. But I've got it now. Let's say, for instance, you're advancing, though, up the scale, and your basics are very well established. There comes a point that there are more things to do. This bit has to go here, that bit has to go there, and all whilst travelling forwards at the appropriate pace. So, if we ask someone, how how was your lesson? That seems a much easier question than the one that we posed. And most would probably say, yeah, it was great, my horse went really well. Or, equally, from the other side of the spectrum, one might hear in response, Ah, he or she was, oh, really lazy today, or oh, so sharp and spooky, or just plain distracted. But, to have this conversation with somebody, to ask this question of somebody, A, you almost feel you have to know them quite well, or... B, you perhaps have some vested personal interest in that particular partnership, even if it's only to be their sounding board afterwards. Now, if one said, how was your lesson today? The answer equally could be something like this. Yeah, it was really good, I find myself, to be sitting in a much better balance so my horse was much softer and better in the contact. That, of course, becomes a very personal conversation and can only take place between people that are on the same page and understand it. It also denotes somebody describing their riding as with some rider error historically and they've taken fully on board the role of rider responsibility to create a better result. But having said that, if you use that as a dinner party conversation, you may well be met with some very puzzled looks and somebody probably saying, well, that sounds... Marvellous, but I've no idea what you're talking about. So the whole point of instruction and lessons actually encompasses such a huge array of information. Now, if we take that question, as we did on Monday, to the next level, as in regardless of where you're at in your journey... And looking at all that it can encompass, that question becomes a whole other beast. It shouldn't, but it so often does. And that is why we are not terribly surprised that there wasn't much in the way of correspondence, bar one, as I said, very brave soul, to which we are grateful. And I will read that email to you shortly But I just wanted to go into this a little bit further before I do. Now, with this bigger question, it could be that you say to yourself, I am just not getting this. I must be a dimwit. Incapable. And so consequently, hey-ho, we are back to the feeling of feeling just a little bit rubbish about ourselves again. Or it might cross your mind. I am just not getting it because you, my instructor, are not explaining it to me properly. Well, if you did that, would it not be just downright insulting and justification to part ways with your instructor? Can you really tell your instructor to get their act together and teach me better? Can you? Especially if they are supposed to know more than you do. It's more likely that we would probably just decide to keep those thoughts to ourselves and discreetly look elsewhere for someone else to instruct us and I fully understand the risk of not emailing that to our podcast lest they hear it from that source. That, no, 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 no. That would not be good at all. Of course, if it were an email besieged with compliments, that would not be a problem. There, you see the complicated world of tutelage, particularly in the horse world. And this is why the horse world is so diverse. There is, of course, unquestionably a theme of correctness that is deemed beneficial to both horse and rider. And it should result in generating higher dressage marks or a better, more balanced show jumping round with no faults or a better line to take to a big, solid event fence. And so the list goes on. But who of us is brave enough to listen to an instruction, whatever it is, and speak up and say, I didn't understand what you just said then. I didn't get it. Can you explain it to me again? We don't do that because we feel like we're a dimwit. Particularly if we were to be in a group, we would stick out like a sore thumb. No, no, no. Far too embarrassing. So we just don't. Consequently, we get told the same thing again and again and again and again and again until hopefully we will get it. So we try. We try harder. We concentrate more. But the bigger point to our question from Monday was actually more about being the recipient of that information. The point of the question is, does that information from your instructor, whatever it may be and however it comes across, does it connect with your mind? That is the real question. Does it absolutely 100% make total and complete sense, even if you still cannot quite execute it. You see, that is the most important thing. That is the vital piece of the jigsaw in being taught, in being taught anything. And also, it is a vital piece of the jigsaw in teaching. And why? Well, the answer is, the truth of it is, Because our minds are the first and foremost driving force in our riding. Think about it. Our minds lead the way. What we think influences how we react and what we do and the way in which we do it, regardless of where you're at in your riding journey. The very... First thing that has to be addressed is what's going on in your mind, albeit quietly to yourself. You see, your body will not do what your mind won't allow. Your horse will respond to the clearest, most honest feel. The feel that comes from your body and your aids. That transference of feel. That feel does not lie. And the bottom line is it mirrors what is going on in our heads. And your instructor has to know how to get the instruction into your head for the best result. It's quite conceivable that when we get to that point in our journey, that point when, oh my goodness, you know, this bit has to go here, this bit has to go that way, this hand needs to do this, this hand needs to do that, this leg here, seat thus, posture that, our minds can just go blank. Like, what? How? And then that specifically delivered the pearl of wisdom from your instructor needs to be the unlocking key. The key to unlock the comprehension in your mind. That is no mean feat. And if by chance your instructor does not hold the key for you, there is actually no insult it merely just reinforces the fact that we are all individuals and our minds can work very differently. If it happens that you don't have the person with the right key for you, there is no harm in finding someone that does. Because realistically, everyone will be better off for it. You, your horse and Your instructor. So, perhaps we shouldn't actually be afraid to say, I don't get it. I don't get what you just told me. Please try metaphorically a different key. A key that is for me. It is food for thought, I know. So, let me read to you this one lonely solitary email. And also, have a think. You decide how this person's mind works and influences their writing. See if you can recognise it from their email. And also see if you recognise this person as someone you also know. Or perhaps teach. It goes like this. I'm always bemused and confused with my lessons. It takes a lot to sink into my little brain. haha. I have had to turn my riding completely around after riding a certain way for 23 years. My new horse has been teaching me that my riding isn't actually very good. So, with my new way of riding and new ways of cons- instruction, I quite often am left bemused and confused and not having a clue how to go forward with it. It's quite frustrating for me to start from scratch. How to ride in a lighter seat, how to have independent hands and arms and how to literally do nothing when I've been used to riding the inch of every horse. It is totally bemusing. But I've had that light bulb moment and my new way of riding has become nearly crystal clear. I get what a lighter seat is now. I can move my hands and arms independently. Almost. I can nearly do nothing. Hurrah. It's taken six months to get this far, but thankfully My instructor is very good and patient with me. Now, that was clearly from the camp of Koya. And many thanks for um, giving us that little bit of feedback. And I think it's completely valuable because there is a journey from one end of the spectrum and starting to move into a better place, which is only a good thing. And, of course, very encouraging. It is food for thought, and everybody's level of being the recipient of imparted information is slightly different. So, on that note, please do join us again on Monday for more of Captain Adam. Let's see. Did he hold the key for me and my cordial team members please do join us here at equine devil's advocate to find out until then have a great weekend wherever you are whatever you're doing take care and we will of course speak very soon